0: Welcome to Taiwan Talk. This is Grace Carroll, and this week we're going to talk about LGBTQ issues. In May of 2017, after the country's highest court ruled in favor of marriage quality, Taiwan made international headlines as Asia's most accepting, tolerant, and gay-friendly country. Is Taiwan living up to its reputation? What is life really like for LGBTQ people in Taiwan? I met with Sean and May, two employees at the Tongzhi Hotline in Taipei, the longest-standing LGBTQ rights association in the country.
1: My name is Mei. Um, I'm a director of marketing in hotline.
2: So my name is Sean, and I'm the director of policy advocacy. Hotline, actually the full name is Taiwan Tongzhi Hotline Association, and Tongzhi means LGBTQ in Mandarin. And Han Lai was founded in 1998 and is now the most low-standing and now the biggest LGBTQ national organization in Taiwan. Yeah, so at first, because we we call ourselves Han Lai, so at first we provide a telephone consultation. And by answering telephone, we found out that uh, there are a lot of needs uh, in the LGBTQ communities. So we expand our organization into different working groups.
0: The first branch of the hotline is pretty consistent with its founding mission as a help hotline, providing direct services to the LGBTQ community in Taiwan, from telephone consults about sex and relationships to monthly support groups.
2: The biggest issue that people call us is to deal with uh, their relationship issues okay yeah how to find a friend how to find partners oh, yeah. how to be together mm-hmm. and if they like someone how to like confess to them yeah and how to break up mm-hmm. yeah how to do that yeah huh, okay. yeah <laughs> yeah because in in schools we, we, we really don't have this kind of in-motion education. Mm-hmm. If we do, it's mostly related to the straight students, mm-hmm. not to LGBT students. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: yeah.
2: For
1: for 2016, we had like uh, around 2,000 mm-hmm. calls. And uh, the first one is, uh, like Sean says, for the support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then it's about relationship and uh, aids. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, some of them still struggle with their identity and mm-hmm. their family issues. Okay. Yeah.
0: May also heads up the hotline's programs for LGBTQ teenagers. So, if you're working with LGBTQ teens, can you tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing with them? Uh, LGBT teenager service started like 2000. 2000-
1: 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, we have the monthly gathering. So we will talk different topics like the school and the family and the sex education because we think the they cannot really have the information about LGBT issues in the campus. So that's why we start the monthly gathering and uh, the gathering also give them the safe space to talk about themselves. Yeah.
0: And then, are all of these kids out of the closet?
1: Uh, not really. Some of them are, but some of still in the closet. Yeah.
0: And what are they most worried about? I think
1: for them right now, like a straight teenager, they always talk about the yeah relationship, yeah relationship, mm. yeah, relationship. and uh, they also want to know how to have more friends like themselves. But uh, still, they also will worry about family issues, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, sometimes they still have difficult uh, situation in the campus, like uh, how they cannot really come out. And uh, sometimes because their gender expression is different, so they will be bullied in the school, yeah.
0: Is there a lot of social stigma attached to being LGBTQ in Taiwan?
2: I think, yes, uh, but it depends on which generation you mm-hmm. are. I'm uh, 37 right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in my generation, yeah, especially because I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Being, being a gay man in my era is still a taboo. So when I was a teenager, actually, I didn't cam- come out to anyone, almost no, no one. I came out in my college, mm-hmm. yeah. So that means that I have a hard time in, in my teenage life, yeah. yeah. And but for teenagers now, I think they have more resources because they can search uh, information online, and, and the social atmosphere changed. So it's easier for them to come out. But still, some are some don't have any resources, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: and yeah, I think being gay is. Even harder than being lesbian because in the Chinese culture mm-hmm. we can allow two women to be together very very closely but we don't allow two men mm. to to be together very closely yeah and also being a transgender is even harder yeah
0: yeah do you see a lot of transgender or genderqueer teenagers
1: we have few transgender teenagers mm-hmm. in our group mm-hmm. yeah but I think their needs is very different from the
2: L- LGBT <coughs> teenager. yeah, yeah mm.
1: because they don't have really have a closet so it's even mm. harder yeah yeah
2: and also like, just like a teenager, she identified herself as a trans female, trans mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, and yeah, she had a hard time in school because she identified herself as a transgender woman, but uh, so she wanted to use the, the female restroom, yeah. but actually she didn't come out to anyone in schools, mm. so in schools uh, she still dressed like a male student, okay. so she can't Go to the restroom that she wants, so just don't go to the s- restaurant anymore. But that uh, cause a lot of problems with her health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's also an important issue yeah. for this kind of student.
0: Yeah. So what about the family services that you guys provide? Can you tell me a little bit about those? Yeah. First is for the parents, mm-hmm. like
1: they have the LGBT kids. Mm-hmm. So for them, we we will have also have the monthly gathering, mm-hmm. and we will t- tell them the knowledge of uh, mm-hmm. LGBT because sometimes you don't know that so that's why you are afraid so for the parents we will give them the knowledge and we will have a support group for them they can talk Mm -hmm. with other Mm. parents yeah the other part is we will talk with uh, LGBT kids like uh, if you they want to come out Mm. to their parents or to their family how could they do like uh, but uh, then I think for for us we don't really encourage them to come out like it's like must. Mm-hmm. We will think about like if you don't want right now, how could you do? Mm-hmm. Or if you want we can think about a different solution to the help that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Generally speaking, is it safe to come out?
1: It's very different, yeah. like yeah. a different family have a different you. Yeah. so we cannot really say, oh, of course we want everyone could be themselves, mm-hmm. no matter what, mm-hmm. but uh, you still need to think about a different situation, because your family mm-hmm. maybe sometimes, like for a teenager, if they really come out right now and uh, you already know your parents are again it's, uh, mm-hmm. LGBT and uh, you come out, that means maybe you will be it out.
2: I think uh, I c- actually compared to the United States I think kids if they come out to their uh, parents they won't be kicked out they will be you know being controlled more (laughs) severely yeah Yeah. Mm. so
0: what are some of the fears that the parents have
2: oh (laughs) if they have a gay son they are afraid that their son will get HIV and others uh, other STDs yeah Yeah, and if uh, uh, they are also worried about that uh, uh, they their children will be lonely Mm -hmm for the whole life and they cannot find anyone who loves their children mm. and Taiwanese we cherish about the tradition very much so if you pass away you there must be um, you, uh, someone to
0: carry on yeah carry
2: children. on yes, yeah. yes 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 and they are afraid that their children there's no one to take care of there yeah
1: and I think for the parents, they don't know about LGBT, so they are they cannot <sighs> imagine about the life. Yeah. and uh, okay. When the kids come out, they totally change their assumption mm-hmm. of their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's
2: oh, yeah, there's one thing I I heard from many uh, parents that they are afraid that they. Uh, their children won't be happy, won't have a happy life. Yeah, well, like they are afraid that they will be bullied yeah. by others or being discriminated by others. That's yeah. their biggest worry.
0: So, how do you address those? Those are very real fears for a parent to have for their child.
2: Actually, uh, we spend a lot of time just uh, be with them. Mm-hmm. And okay. because the first thing is that you need to comfort them, mm-hmm. and then we can deal with, actually, we can tell them about many things they think actually is uh, not true. We okay. There are a lot of um, LGBT like us actually we just live like normal people yeah. yeah, and we have normal life and things are getting better and better like now we are fighting for marriage equality. Mm-hmm. Actually we cannot imagine this 10 or 20 years ago and if the social system, if the uh, legal system give us more protection actually we can have more good relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and for parents, they will feel better because uh, some of our parents, they really worry about we don't have the protection. So if the, the society have more like a legal thing for them,
0: it really helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of fear or assumptions that the hotline encounters about the LGBTQ community are actually stemming from a lack of real education and a lot of misinformation about LGBTQ people. So the second branch of the hotline is outreach and education to parents, students, educators, even doctors. So are there a lot of misunderstandings about the LGBTQ community? Yes. Can you yeah. tell me about those?
2: There's one common thing is that people always think that there are always a male and a female in a gay couple or a lesbian mm. couple. Yeah. yeah. So that's a misunderstanding. <laughs> and like, oh, gay are always related to HIV. Okay. So that's another misunderstanding.
1: Not in the campus, but for like <laughs> elderly people, yeah. Yeah. maybe they will still think it could be changed. Because sometimes for LGBT teenager, they always be questioned, like oh, because they are young, so they don't understand. <laughs> so maybe you, after 18, they will become straight again, something like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm thinking about more. Okay, like uh, homosexuals are always. Promiscuous. I mean, for general public, they only see uh, the LGBT pride on TV, mm-hmm. and the because uh, the TV channel always take the the news always take the. Uh, pictures about like like some nudity some you know yeah. some dress, drag queens so people always think about oh all people all dressed like mm-hmm. that in the pride actually there are a lot of people just like us which like we only wear t-shirts but <laughs> <laughs> the, the, nobody the, yeah nobody cares <laughs> about us yeah, so <laughs> the news station don't like us so <laughs> yeah
0: is there enough LGBTQ visibility in the media? I mean, would, would a kid turning on the TV, would he see a gay character in his favorite TV show? Would he mm. see news stories about gay marriage? Mm. Like, what is the dialogue
2: in mm. pop culture? I think uh, things are going better and better mm-hmm. compared to uh, my teenager life. Mm-hmm. Because when I was were a teenager, I always watched the movies especially the Hong Kong movies. Mm. And always, they always there were always like a character of uh, lesbian or gay. Like the lesbian are always butch and like hate, hate men, want to punch men. <laughs> and the gay character are always like sissy guy yeah. with HIV. So yeah, but right now I don't think it's enough, but there are more and more characters who show the real uh, image of LGBT. So
0: can we talk about HIV? Yeah, sure. Does Taiwan have a big problem with HIV?
2: Actually, now we have, um, according to our uh, government's statistics, the record uh, of HIV plus people mm. uh, are like around 36, to mm-hmm. 37,000.
0: HIV only affects about 0.1% of Taiwan's population, but the hotline still sees a lot of misinformation about the infection and a lot of discrimination towards people who are HIV positive. Okay.
2: But actually, the stigma of HIV is pretty severe than all other infection, all other disease. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, now the biggest problem is the discrimination and the stigma of HIV. Our government, twenty years ago, mm-hmm. their education is tell people about like you should be afraid of getting infected by uh, HIV, otherwise you will die very painfully. I think the whole society are still afraid of this kind of disease, although actually the real infection is not that yeah. high.
0: And then would kids in schools, would they learn about HIV when they're just getting their general sex education? They they should, but uh,
1: <laughs> but I don't think the HIV education is very good in the campus because, as uh, Sean mentioned, uh, sex is still very big stigma as mm-hmm. well. So... Sometimes some teacher invite us to the school, but uh, to talk about HIV, but mm-hmm. they say oh, but uh, you can talk about HIV, but uh, maybe you don't say sex. So for us, we think the best solution is to talk it
2: openly. So let's we can
1: really solve their question. Mm-hmm. Then that's we can. Prevent the disease. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and just like um, like one of our uh, volunteer, he he went to the school to give a, a HIV education to a junior high school student, mm-hmm. and he just um at the end of his slide, there's one sentence about like, actually sex is good, sex is positive, and everyone should have the right to enjoy sex, and the school don't like this, and so they cancel this speech just because of that.
0: This brings us to the hotline's third branch, policy and advocacy. On top of advocating for laws about sex education and gender-neutral bathrooms, organizations like the Tongzhur Hotline are now in the middle of a battle over marriage equality that's getting more and more intense.
2: Our grand justice just mm-hmm. had their uh, interpretation of our constitution last May, in May of 2017. Okay. Yeah, and which is in favor of same sex marriage. So they say that our uh, legislators should amend the law regarding same sex marriage mm-hmm. within two years. If they don't do that, uh, after two years, the same sex couples can just go to get married. Mm-hmm.
0: So based on that ruling, it seems like marriage equality is almost inevitable for Taiwan. Either legislators change the civil code that limits marriage to one man and one woman, or if the government fails to take action, same-sex marriage will be legal by default after the two-year deadline.
2: It's already after one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still our uh, government just keep uh, having meeting after meeting after meeting because they want to find a way to let the LGBT groups and also the opposition to negotiate and find the best solution, mm-hmm. which we don't think <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really hard because uh, the opposition, most of them are Christian and Catholic churches okay. and some of, some of them are very strongly against same-sex marriage because according to their,
0: their interpretation. interpretation
2: of the Bible, yeah. same-sex marriage is forbidden. The Marriage is only refined to one man and one mm-hmm. woman. You know, so they are strongly against this. And our government just likes social consensus, so they want us to you know, sit down and have uh, like a... A negotiation and find a way but actually it's really hard because Mm -hmm. for LGBT people we are just want to be treated like uh, straight people we just want to have the equal rights and the uh, regulation of marriage was defined in our civil code so we just want our civil code to expand its definition and to include a same-sex couple to Uh, have the right to get married Mm -hmm. but the opposition, they just keep saying that oh, we want to destroy the the whole family system we want to destroy the whole society These like really ridiculous rumors, we really want our government to step forward and just take some courage to amend the law very directly Mm -hmm. this year there's another big, very severe situation is that the opposition they just proposed three referendums Mm -hmm.
0: So a year of inaction by the government means that opposition groups have organized to stall marriage equality or even dismantle it completely. The referendums that Sean mentioned were proposed by the opposition lobby, Happiness of the Next Generation Alliance, and all three of them were recently okayed by the Central Election Committee.
2: These two, the first is about do you agree or disagree that in our civil code the marriage just only within one man and one Mm -hmm, woman mm -hmm. okay that's the first referendum and the second referendum is that do you agree or disagree that instead of civil code we should use other legal form to protect same-sex couple to have the right to live together permanently yeah so you can see the actually the meaning is that we cannot let them to use the term marriage yeah Yeah, and they should not use the same legal form like civil code. They should use another separate law. But we are worried about that if our, uh, like, the uh, census couple's marriage are defined in the separate law, so what's what kind of rights are in those separate law? Like, do we have, like, the parental rights? Mm-hmm. We are worried about that because we know the opposition, they don't want to give us the parental rights. Can
0: gay couples adopt currently in Taiwan?
2: Uh, You can only do single adoption. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so only
0: one have the legal status
1: mm-hmm. of the
2: yeah. kids. Yeah. So yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. Like, if... uh my boyfriend and I want to do adoption, the kids just have a legal uh, relationship with me Mm -hmm. and if uh, I pass away or if some accident happens, then there's no no legal relationship between my boyfriend and the kids.
0: So, the first two referendums proposed by the Happiness Alliance would work around the grand justice's ruling to keep gay marriage illegal. But the third referendum doesn't even deal with marriage at all.
2: Do you agree or Disagree that in the national education level, which is in the elementary and Mm -hmm. junior high school, the school should not teach about LGBT education. Yeah. But because we did some research before, Mm -hmm. actually, most LGBT people get bullied in elementary and junior high school most. Yeah, so that's the time we need to teach all the students about respect to accept the diversity of people, yeah.
1: I, I think for two, two years, it's a very serious situation right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: LGBT students are protected from discrimination in schools by a 2004 act called the Gender Equity and Education Act. On top of that, since 2011, national school curriculums have included topics on LGBT rights and anti-discrimination. Sean and May both think that these educational policies are responsible for the increasingly progressive, accepting social environment that Taiwan is so proud of.
2: Yeah, now it's already happened, like some teachers who invite us or who invite other LGBTQ groups to go to a school to have a speech are being um, by the opposition They They will
1: call to the campus to the the president Mm -hmm. to say, oh, I'm the parent and I don't want my kids to have LGBT education. In 2015 we have 500 lectures per year, Mm -hmm. but the last year we only have 200 so it's almost Mm -hmm. half job.
0: Uh,
2: Because we speak to other uh, activists in other Asian countries around us, like in Korea, in Japan Mm -hmm. in Hong Kong, in China and we find out that yeah, why Taiwan can almost be the first in Asia yeah. to achieve marriage equality, I think, and we are like most uh, tolerant and most um, friendly to mm-hmm. LGBTQ people is because I think we, we think it's because of we have this kind of gender equity education. Okay. Yeah, so it's really changed pe- people's mind, especially the younger generation. So we think it's very valuable. Yeah, yeah so we need to protect it.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like things are moving forward?
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I became a volunteer in 2002. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I went to the schools with the staff to share my life stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at that time, we asked us the students, "Do you know anyone who is LGBT in your li- real life?" And actually, there are very very few people raise their hand yeah. now if we uh, go to the school if we ask the student that do you know anyone who is lgbt actually like one third or half of the student will raise their hand yeah so t- you can see the change that's really amazing yeah. yeah and like 10 or 20 years ago we don't even think of as i say we don't ever think about that we can have the movement to ask for marriage quality yeah. but now we do and uh, i think we are just like one step maybe or maybe five steps (laughs) 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 distance yeah to yeah to achieve that yeah so we are really looking forward to it
0: that's it for this week's taiwan talk i'm grace Carroll. thank you for listening